Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. That's the name of this show. Today's issues on this Thursday, May the 12th. We appreciate you listening to AFR. Uh, good morning, Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. Morning, Chris Woodward. Good morning. Um, we had a special play during this uh, time slot yesterday. Mm-hmm. Hope everybody enjoyed it. That was the God Who Speaks, Brent. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, we had our uh, we had a special ceremony with our grand opening for our uh, new facility. Mm-hmm. Here uh, in Tupelo and for AFA and AFR, and uh, we're just super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Right, Fred? It's great to see your dad. Yeah, my dad, yeah. the founder of this ministry, was yes. there. Yes. Dad's 84 mm-hmm. and uh, has dementia. Uh, so he has uh, good days, bad days, and he had a pretty good day yesterday. He did. He did. Yeah. So it was great to be there, great yeah. to be part of it, and uh it's just uh, great to be part of the history of the organization. And also that building, it's not just brick and mortar. It yeah. represents it represents the intent to continue the fight. Yeah, 1977 yeah. was when my dad started this ministry. And mm-hmm. uh, so what is that, 40, 45 years now? Yeah. I love the history of it. Your, your, your mom and dad started on a kitchen table, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, yeah. You know? Where yeah, is that table? Do we know? I don't know. That's That story, uh, I'll tell it. I've told it before some, but, uh, yeah, my dad was a Methodist minister, uh-huh. uh, for several years, like 10 years. Uh, he, he, and then he started what was in the national federation for decency, which became American family association of which AFA birthed, uh, American family radio in 1991. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was, uh, served in the pulpit and he left the pulpit mm-hmm. and didn't have a job. <laughs> We didn't have an income, but, but God, this is one of those things where, you know, people want to d- deny the existence of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't tell my dad that yeah. because my dad left, st- you know, the expression stepped out on faith. Mm-hmm. He knew that the Lord was calling him to do something, mm-hmm. uh, outside of the pulpit. Yeah. And though, and obviously that has been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, in spades. Over, over the decades, right? Yes. And uh, so uh, I remember a couple times early on, it was just my dad. He was by himself. And the, the bookkeeper for the little money that came into the ministry mm-hmm. was like a, she was like a volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how we start. That's how this started. Yeah. And uh, so dad didn't have a salary from the church. And I remember the, um, so you had to form a board of directors, you know, he had three or four board of uh, director members. And but I remember a couple of times, uh, that, uh, he was out of money. All he had was, uh, his office was at our house. <laughs> this is first couple of years. And mm-hmm. he had an offset machine in the house, mm-hmm. offset printing machine. You ever heard out loud of those things? I, uh, yeah, I've uh, heard of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, some people remember those things. Uh-huh. Loud printing, which he'd print the newsletter on, and uh, did it basically as I say, doing it all by himself for the first couple of years anyway. Before he was able to hire any staff, 
And uh, so when, yeah, but a couple times, um, checks, he was out of money. And in fact, he owed like a printer or mm-hmm. somebody, um, and printing mostly. And, uh, Couple couple times he mentioned checks came literally came in the mailbox unexpected, wow. that that met the cost of the expenses, almost to the penny. To the penny, yeah. Isn't From people he didn't even know. Yeah, not amazing, huh? Mm. So yeah, uh, is that a coincidence? <laughs> no, I think not. Uh, good point. <laughs> no. Anyway, I could I I'll tell more the I'll uh, it must maybe w- sometime you would have been a down. teenager. During this, uh, I would have been yeah, fit, like like it would have been in seventy seven. So I'd have been like fourteen. So you lived all of this, yeah. You know, this is not that. just hand me down stories. No, no, you lived oh, it. No, oh, no, and I was the oldest sibling. You know, mm-hmm. I was the oldest child. My youngest brother, my younger brother's eight, and I have two sisters in between. So I was the oldest one. So mm-hmm. Dad would I I travel with him. Yeah, he'd go speak uh, at churches, mm-hmm. uh, and again. On, by faith, mm-hmm. this was uh, starting to build an organization, and I remember one. T- remember one time uh, we drove. It just had me. I was fourteen, mm-hmm. and we drove from Memphis to. We lived in a suburb of Memphis, South Haven, Mississippi. And we drove from there to Atlanta, which was uh, you know six seven hours. Oh uh, yeah. You yeah. know, you're talking about now uh, maybe a little shorter, but uh, this would have been the mid seventies. And uh, got over there, and <clears throat> Dad was being invited to, because he had been, it made national news, he was being invited to speak a lot of places. And uh, he took almost every speaking engagement he was asked to come to because he needed to get the message out, and we needed to, he needed to build a, a, a support list, right? Sure, sure. So anyway, we went, drove to Atlanta, just he and I. And I was a little Methodist boy now, keep in mind, okay? <laughs> little Methodist boy. And we went to this church and went into this church, and it turned out to be a full-blown Pentecostal. <laughs> I'm talking, huh? Yeah. I'm talking loud. Yeah. <laughs> Hands up in there, people moving around, sweating. It was Atlanta in the summer. huh? And uh, I don't think there's any air conditioning in that church. <laughs> But I was just like, whoa, yeah. where am I? What is going on here? Yeah. You people need to calm down. Huh? I can relate. Let's sing yeah. verses 1, 2, and 4. Yeah. Okay, let's get back to the Apostles' Creed here <laughs> recitation. I, I'm scared. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was 14. Now, Dad didn't, they, Dad didn't care if he's speaking to a Pentecostal mm-hmm. or a Catholic. He was just... Yeah, getting out there, okay. you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But for you, for me, it was like my first time ever in a Pentecostal church. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I didn't, I, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But uh, hey, they loved the Lord. Uh huh. And they supported. Uh, sure. They said, uh, Reverend Amen. Wildman, we're yeah. with you 100. percent Even though they were Pentecostal, my dad was Methodist. They were like going, we're behind you 100. percent In the fight. But what are you saying, Chris? You had a similar uh, yeah, experience. I, I, yeah, I can I can relate to that. My father's side of the family has been Methodist so long they taught the Wesley brothers everything they knew. <laughs> um, so yeah, go go into different um, go into different churches with friends or you know neighbors and stuff like that. An invitation. It was you know it was, it's you see how different denominations get together and worship the Lord. Yeah, and you were so you've been exposed to all sides. Yes. Uh. Yes. Yeah. 
It's uh, I, 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 as you were telling the story, I can relate. Well, what, what's the old saying? Who is it? John Wesley. It may have been John Wesley said, "I'd rather, I'd rather, uh, I'd rather, uh, what? Is I'd rather try to uh, calm down the too excited than wake up the dead." <laughs> that's you right, gotta, huh? That's right. I, I don't know. If that, that's not the exact way, but uh, you paraphrase. know, huh? It, I'm paraphrasing. It's a paraphrase. Anyway, uh, yes, those are some fond memories. Uh, mm-hmm. Back back in the early days of this ministry, but we celebrated our new building, yes, our new facility mm-hmm. opening, and um, so we'll and our but our new studios now are not ready yet. They'll be ready sometime this summer. Walker says, mm-hmm. so I leave all that building stuff to Walker. We're excited about that. Yeah, we yeah. really are. Yeah, we're gonna have a new studio because our studio that we're in right now, mm-hmm. as we've told you multiple times, ladies and gentlemen is um, sometime in the next five years probably going to slide off oh, into yeah. the oh. – slide down the hill. To the to neighborhood the, below us. Into the, I get my go, steps in. Cl- <laughs> go, I, I, I come into the studio uphill and downhill both ways. Yeah, this studio okay. slanted. If, you're, if you've ever been in a Ripley's Believe It or Not, that's what we're – that's what we're in. So yeah, this this building is going to go slide. Well, we are slanted to the right, not the left. <laughs> yeah, to the <laughs> to the neighborhood below. Uh, so anyway. All right, we appreciate you joining us. If you want to watch on YouTube, go to uh, just type in Today's Issues, YouTube or Facebook, type in Today's Issues, and you can watch the show there, and we post the stories that we talk about on our Facebook page. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Chris, go ahead. Well, uh, Democrats uh, yesterday uh, tried to vote in the Senate to codify Roe versus Wade. In other words, take the ruling from the Supreme Court back in the 70s and make it the law uh, in these United States of America. Democrats failed in that effort. Uh, it was a close vote. Joe Manchin was the one Democrat that voted with Republicans uh, on this measure. And uh, Democrats uh, were not too happy with Manchin and the vote. Uh, reading some tweets here from people like Senator Elizabeth Warren. Uh, she says, the fight is not over, and I'm in it all the way. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer blamed it all on what he called MAGA Republicans and said, we will keep fighting for women's rights. Is that how he said it? Yes. I have a, I have a great Schumer. Yeah, you have a good Brooklyn accent there. <laughs> I try. Well, there yeah. is a Brooklyn, Mississippi, yeah. for people well, not aware of that. Is that but anyway, right? Okay. Uh, Hawaiian Senator Brian Schatz, another example here. He says, I'm going to vote to codify Roe versus Wade today, tomorrow, and until we get it done. I've got some audio from the other side here. Uh, GOP chairwoman Ronna McDaniel was on Washington Watch with Tony Perkins, which you can hear on AFR. And Ronna McDaniel said this vote yesterday was just completely out of step with the American people. Clip one. We know that 85% of the American people absolutely want limits on abortion. And to see the Democrats keep pushing further and further limits up till the due date to abort a baby that we know could live, uh, it's just so frightening. And they're abandoning religious freedom. They're re- abandoning uh, objectors, people who don't want to pay it with their, their tax dollars. And they're demonizing anybody who's pro-life who doesn't think like they do. They are so radical on this issue. I don't understand it because it really isn't where the American people are right now. Let me tell you how extreme this, this effort was yesterday by the Democrats. What they were trying to do, and they had no chance to succeed. They had to get to 60 votes anyway. Uh, but they couldn't even get past the 50 marker because all the Republicans, including including, including the, uh, quote, pro-choice senators um, uh, from Alaska and uh, 
Murkowski. Susan Collins from Maine yeah. and Murkowski from Alaska. Yeah, they normally vote with the pro, yes. pro-abortion side. Mm-hmm. But uh, what, what, what the Democrats were trying to do, they were trying to pass a law that uh, made that t- told all 50 states you cannot regulate abortion at That's all. That's right. That's right. So they wanted to federalize mm-hmm. this, including uh, no parental consent laws. That's right. The de- so the Democrats and what they tried to do yesterday was say, we don't even believe in parental consent laws for abortion. In other words, you have a 15-year-old girl uh, who wants to get an abortion, the Democrats were saying she doesn't have to tell her parents. Mm-hmm. That That's how extreme this effort was yesterday Yep, by the Democrats. Now, it failed, and I do commend all the Republicans and also Senator Manchin, the lone Democrat from West Virginia, for voting against this. It failed 51-49, I think it was. Yes. But to uh, Ronna McDaniel's point, and she's the Republican Chair. National chairperson, uh, uh, the, the uh, vast majority of American people do not believe in what they tried to do yesterday. Absolutely, the the vast majority of Americans, they they are totally against abortion, or at least they want restrictions in place against abortions. This would have eliminated all restrictions across the country. Right, states would have no say in this yes, anymore. Yes, that's what the Democrats tried to do. Furthermore. Any Christian doctors or nurses yes. who are opposed to abortion right. would be forced yes. to be involved with this or lose their jobs. Yes, that's right. That's right. So it failed, thank God. Yes. And uh, this, uh, we'll see where this goes from here. But uh, I, I think this is a political loser for the Democrats. They think it's a winner. They think it's going to take people's minds off inflation and <laughs> the rising cost of gasoline and uh, the stock market going in the tank and all these things that are been bad news economically. The Democrats are saying, uh, let's try to uh, tell people not to look at those things. We'll try to scare them to death by saying that the Republicans are, are trying to uh, – force people to have babies and uh, and it's interesting too that the democrats you know when you when your argument is built on a lie Mm -hmm. the lie is that this is not a a a, a baby that 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 what's growing inside the mother is not a human being that you have to really guard your language because you are apt to slip to say the truth in your defense of the lie. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why uh, if you watched uh, Biden the other day, he can't help himself. He doesn't know what he's saying half the time. I mean, I'm just being, we all know this, right? Mm-hmm. He, or he doesn't know what he's going to say a minute from now because of his condition. Mm-hmm. I'll just put it that way. Uh, and he's all, even, even having said that, we know he has a history, a long history of gaffes and saying things that aren't true. Um, but he said, remember he, the other day he called he called the unborn baby a child? A child. Mm-hmm. That's right. And he was defending abortion. Right. And he called it a child. A child. Why? Because that's, that's the what, truth. That's what it is. Huh? That's what a baby is. So when you try to use language that doesn't, that 
where you have to be guarded to, uh, or, or, or else you slip into conceding mm-hmm. by your language right. the argument of the other side, in this case the pro-life side, then you get into trouble. Uh, and that's what's happening with the with the Democrats. Now, some of them don't care. They'll just tell you, and we're going to play a clip next mm-hmm. hour from Steve Jordahl. Some of them will just say, yeah, uh, basically they'll say, yeah, kill the baby. We don't care, but people, uh, we ought to have the right to do that. Yeah. Right. And like you say, Tim, that is not where the American people are when it comes to abortion. Uh, and, and so they're missing the boat. I think we have a clip of Kamala Harris. We Vice do, yeah. Kamala does not agree with do you Do I guys. have to listen to this? Well, yes, because Can it's going to Can I take end. my earphones off? I don't <laughs> like listening to anything she says. Well, I'll make a deal with you. Uh, we'll air a little bit of Kamala, and then this soundbite is going to end with Senator Joe Manchin uh, explaining why this bill was bad. And he what is she to about to talk about? She actually says uh, senators made a mistake yesterday, and Democrats need more pro-choice candidates. All right, well, clip two better be short. This vote clearly suggests that the Senate is not where the majority of Americans are on this issue. It also makes clear that a priority for all who care about this issue, a priority should be to elect pro-choice leaders at the local, the state, and the federal level. The bill we have today to vote on, the Women's Health Protection Act, and I respect people who support but don't make no mistake, it is not Roe v. Wade codification. It's an expansion. It wipes 500, 500 state laws off the books. It expands abortion. And with that, that's not where we are today. We should not be dividing this country further than we're already divided. That was Manchin? That was Manchin that at was the end, yes, sir. Explaining why he voted with the Republicans. And, and here's the other thing, too. They call it the Women's Health Protection Act. Pregnancies... of them are not putting a woman's health in jeopardy. No, that's a misnomer. Yes. Uh, That's that's not, yeah. Uh, Women's health is cancer. Yes. Women's health is uh, something that if, that you don't have anything to do with. It puts their life in jeopardy. Yeah. And a pregnancy doesn't do that. No. No, it doesn't. Except in very, very, very rare cases. Yes. Uh, this is a, again, you have, you can't say, uh, we support the women's right to kill their baby bill. You have to say, what do they call it? Health protection, health protection act. See, so you, again, you have to avoid telling the truth about what it is you're talking about. You misname something so uh, you can get more supporters. That's the, that's the idea. We need a bill that makes them actually name what the bill does. Yeah, no, we they're not get the vanilla names. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Affordable Health Care Act. By the yeah. way, uh, I was reading this morning that inside the Senate version of this, yeah, they did not use the word woman. Oh, really? They were person. What did it say? It every the, the word woman was taken out, and it was. Persons. Well, what's the name of the bill? The name of the bill is Women's Health Protection Act. They carried that over from the House. Yeah, but but you're but, saying that's the name of the bill, but inside the bill they don't use the word woman. No. It what was they use? Per- person. Person. person? Yeah. How dare they assume it's just one spirit and a not A person, multiples. a man can't have a baby. So what, yeah. what, what, what are we left with? We got male, female, and what else? Yeah, but remember during the hearings for uh, Biden's nominee to the Supreme Court, 
Can you define was it Marsha ja- uh, Blackburn? Her, her name yeah. now is Jackson. I mean, her name is Jackson. Brown Jackson. Yeah, Justice. yeah. Marsha Blackburn, the senator from Tennessee, asked her, said, uh, "Could define woman? Define woman?" She said, "Well, I'm not a. I can't do that." She said, "I'm not a what? A biologist? What'd she say? I'm not yeah, a. Some- what'd she say, Brent? Do you remember what she said? I'm not a something." Yeah. We're talking about Biden's Supreme Court nominee. Right. Her, her last name is Jackson. I don't remember her first name. Katanji. Katanji. Okay. And she responded that she doesn't know what a woman is because yeah. she's not a what? A biologist. Yeah. Well, that, her, that's the stupidest her thing. First, her first response was like a deer in the headlights. It was like, what am I going to say? Because it's obvious what she should say. But she is so driven by a political ideology. Yes. She was thinking, oh, I better that, that's, not. That's like saying, uh, uh, ma'am, do you know what a tornado is? And her saying, you know what, I, I, I don't. I'm not a meteorologist. Yeah. That, that's a, the that's a kind of answer you got from a Supreme Court nominee yep. put up by Biden, uh-huh. to sit, uh, one of the nine supposedly smartest people in the country and she can't even define what a woman is and, and she herself is a lady yes yeah oh she could tim well she could define it she's smart enough but why wouldn't she but she wouldn't because of why? political ideology well, because in the democratic party you got to remember now uh it's 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 the fight now between you're born a certain sex but gender is fluid that's what she had to wrestle with she had to wrestle with the democratic party New definition now again, of gender. Again, to my earlier point, which was a pretty good one. I don't know, borderline brilliant, <laughs> but I don't want to brag on myself. Of course not. But that is, if you're going to state a lie, you've got to be clever mm-hmm. and, and guarded because you're going to slip up. So what she thought right there, mm-hmm. that Supreme Court justice nominee by Biden is, I know what a woman is. Yes. I'm, I am a woman. But I'm not going to tell you, Senator, what a woman is because I got to stand with the transgendered uh, side of things, which says there is we don't know what a woman is or a man is. No. So no. But now it's contradictory for the Democrats to name a bill with the word "woman" in it, and then in the text of the bill, they refuse to name name woman. What, what? You got Brent? You got something? I got a clip of. Senator uh, Marshall Blackburn asking, asking her yeah. to define woman. Okay, now this is uh, uh, she's not on the she hadn't been uh, no not installed yet, yet mm-hmm. at, on the Supreme Court. She, she will soon be said. This lady we're about to In hear the next term she'll be is uh, the best that the Biden administration could produce to sit on the Supreme Court. And this was a question we we played this before that Senator Marshall Blackburn of of Tennessee, who does know what a woman is, <laughs> ask the uh, j- um, uh, Judge Jackson. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N- not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition, people make arguments, and I look at the law, and I decide. So I'm not... The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental 
as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. Just last week, an entire generation of young girls watched as our taxpayer-funded institutions permitted a biological man to compete and beat a biological woman in the NCAA swimming championships. What message do you think this sends to girls who aspire to compete and win in sports at the highest levels? There you have it. Did she have an did she have an answer after that that you can play? We have time for that, uh, or did she just? Not, I don't think she gave an answer. Yeah, uh, that's pathetic. The fact that she said, "Well, I'm not a biologist. I'm sorry, <laughs> not a biologist." And you know, occasionally science cases wind up at the Supreme Court. Huh? I know that's reason. That's the reason, Senator. By the way, high five to Senator Blackburn for asking yes. the question and for being so eloquent in her response to the judge. Who says she doesn't know what a woman is? Huh? But it's it, but it speaks to the conflict in logic that the Democratic yes, Party has yes. adopted. Yes. That you can't yes. even define. Right. Marshall Blackburn knew what she was doing. Absolutely. Because she wanted to draw out the response that she got. I I can't do it. I don't know what a, I'm a woman, but I don't know how to define a woman. Mm. Isn't that what she said? Yeah. I'm not and a woman. And she's gonna sit on the Supreme Court. Yes. Yeah. Look out. Yeah. Not the Democrats' finest hour right there. <laughs> okay. We uh, shall take a break. We'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA aims to evangelize the lost and disciple the believer. AFA aims to strengthen biblical marriages and equip parents to raise godly children. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs) Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. 
Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Police officers in Haven, Kansas, were ordered to remove in God We Trust decals from their patrol cars. The officers were also told to remove Bible verses that had been posted on their Facebook page. The mayor says an unnamed citizen complained, leading to their decision. In March, the police chief posted a message encouraging citizens to help families who had lost their homes during a devastating fire in Reno County. Pray for our residents and pray for our first responders who continue to sift through this terrible disaster. That's what the chief wrote. And then he quoted Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Any lawmaker who has a problem with the chief's comments has no business holding public office. But since town leaders removed the words, in God we trust from the patrol cars, it seems only right the government should step in and remove all the currency emblazoned with in God we trust in the town's bank account. I'm Todd Stearns. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Colossians 1.13 American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back, everybody, to the radio program, Today's Issues, on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Fred, and Chris in studio. We thank you for listening. Our guest is with us, Jan Markell. Jan joins us uh, most Thursdays. She is the host of Understanding the Times, which airs Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Time and Sunday at noon Central Time right here on American Family Radio. Understanding the Times, and Jan joins us now. Good morning, Jan. Oh, good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate you being <coughs> on. And, uh, Fred, you had a question for Jan, right? <clears throat> yeah, but not about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, it's probably, I'm, I ain't even looked. I'm going to guess you're going to be 72 today, right? No, we're going to be 90 today. <laughs> in, in, in the Twin Cities? You just skipped yes. spring? What, did you just skip spring? <laughs> Exactly. That is that. That is exactly what we did. It's really kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> Man, ninety for folks in Minneapolis must that must feel like a hundred sixty. Yeah, it's a shock. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's climate whiplash. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> well, hey, you need to move south. We're eighty nine today. <laughs> Come on down. Cool down. <laughs> cool down. Yeah. I would oh, love to. I'd love to. Oh, my gracious. All right. All right. Uh, so, Fred, what's your question for Jan? All right, uh, Jan. Uh, Jen Psaki, who is currently the spokesperson for the <clears throat> White House, is about to be replaced by Karine Jean-Pierre. He was yep. a ha- Haitian-American, uh, currently serves as the principal deputy press secretary, and she will be the first black and lesbian person to hold that position. But also she's got an interesting her- uh background, Jan, as far as being very anti-Israel, uh, because she once worked for the organization called MoveOn.org, which has an association with George Soros. And she wrote a column 
and I wanted to kind of focus in on this uh, for Newsweek back a couple of years ago, where she warned about affiliating with a pro-Israel group, the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, APAC. And this is what she had to say. She says, unfortunately, APAC's policy and conference speaker choices aren't its only problems. It's severely racist, Islamic phobic rhetoric has proven just as alarming. She says the organization has become known for trafficking in anti-Muslim and anti-Arab rhetoric while lifting up Islamic phobic voices and attitudes. And that's just part of her feelings about this pro-Israel group. Are you talking again about the, okay, Jen Psaki is uh, on her way out. On her way out. Yes. To M- so, MSNBC. So, so Biden and the White House have decided to hire, although this person has already been mm-hmm. assistant to Jen Psaki, mm-hmm. someone who is to the left of Jen Psaki. Oh, yes. And very anti Israel. You've been quoting her, and she's very anti Israel. Uh, mm-hmm. What's her name again? Her name, some French, it's like a French name. Karine Jean Pierre. Yeah, what, what about this, Jan? Well, Jan, I'll tell you, uh, can, can this administration um, get any more strange as, as far as who they keep presenting as spokespeople, as representatives of the Biden administration? You've got one man with long blonde hair. I can't think of his name. Levine, I think, is his last yeah, name. Yeah, formerly uh, I mean, Richard. Goes from mm-hmm. Richard, yes, yeah. formerly. Uh, I mean, it goes from one bizarro to another to another. <laughs> but but now we're getting dangerous because now we're getting to 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 be harming Israel. Which of course, uh, I maintain there are there's nobody remaining on the left. Period. Who's going to be a friend of Israel? And the Jewish people need to wake up and figure this out and stop voting for them because there's just not a liberal alive that's going to be a, a pro-Israel supporter. And, and starting now, sadly, with the spokesperson for our, our our president of the United States. Yes, she's very bitterly anti-Israel. Is this going to come out in what she reports? I'm sure it will. And, and you know, the Bible says there are consequences to that, Genesis 12.3. Yes, absolutely. You know, one of the other things she has written uh, against former Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, she said under him, Israel may have committed war crimes in its attacks on Gazan protesters, end quote. Well, a little, I've got to have reality here. Israel yes. doesn't start disputes with the people in Gaza. They respond when Gaza sends rockets into Israel. Well, you said it all, Fred. There's, there's nothing else to say. That's exactly right. Israel is responding to <clears throat> constant terror attacks, mainly coming from from well, Gaza. But I mean, things are heating up in Lebanon and and other places as well. But yeah. So uh, the other thing, the other thing, this woman and the whole Biden administration, of course, continues to push is a two-state solution. However, I think to be fair, I think Donald Trump was fairly enthused about a so-called two-state solution that that will never solve anything that's only going to increase the problems and the tension and the stress but i think we're going to see a rising push for this two-state solution she will be the mouthpiece for it this new gal replacing jen Psaki. you know this is uh reading what she's read when you you so this could potentially be a big problem inside the Democrat Party. It already is. Mm-hmm. 
but you've got the spokesperson now, soon to be, any day now, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Jen Saki today. today? Mm-hmm. So Jen mm-hmm. Saki is leaving, and this Corrine Jean Pierre is uh, taking over, and she's been in her, her past tweets, she accuses Israel of committing war crimes. Is that what you said? Is that yes. You quoted her tweet or something? Yes. Yes. Uh, that's, that's amping it, ramping it up. The anti Israel, anti-Semitism at at a high level and Biden's supposed to have good relations with Israel while his top spokesperson person is very anti-Israel. And then you've got Schumer. He's a Jew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Senator in the uh, Senate majority leader. There's a lot of Jews in the Democrat Party, in the House, and this—I don't know how many Jews are in the Senate—but uh, this is going to be. I could see this being a civil war. Uh, it already is uh, under the surface, uh, Chan, but I could see this being an open civil war. If 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 if, if let's say that Corrine uh, Jean Pierre yeah. slips up and, and says this kind of stuff at a at a White House press conference, for example. Yes, absolutely. I mean. She is the representative of of the White House, and but I do think, in a sense, it's appropriate because because the Biden administration is anti-Israel to the core. So why would they not have someone as a spokesperson who is also anti-Israel to the core? But again, all I'm I think my point is the Bible promises some consequences to behavior like this when a nation comes against. God's covenant land, and and we're going to do that big time here in the coming weeks, months, yeah. and and whatever years left we have liberals in control. So I'm very concerned. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. God is noticing, and then somehow we you know get the fallout. I mean, all of America gets the fallout when this happens. Talking to Jan Markell, Jan, what's coming up on your show this weekend? <clears throat> we're going to look at the spirit of the Antichrist, and uh, and that is so alive and well, um, and what can the Christian do to push back on the spirit of Antichrist? I mean, we see it just everywhere, and turmoil and trouble and strife, even in what we're talking about here the first five minutes. So we'll look at that with um, a pastor, and I think I think the audience will uh, find it very helpful, and we will, we will keep it on the more positive side so we don't, you know, depress everybody. But, I mean, you have to admit, gentlemen, this is picking up across... America and the world is this antichrist spirit, and it is predicted for a last generation. And it's related somewhat to anti-Semitism yes. on the rise. Exactly. Too. Exactly. All right, uh, Jan, look forward to hearing you this weekend. We appreciate you being on, and you have a yep. uh, a nice 90-degree day there in <laughs> Twin Cities. Okay? We will. We love it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. After the winter, they're like, ha, 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 I did, I did, I did look at the weather for the Twin Cities, uh, and it, it is going to go back to springtime after today, but they are having 90 today. Two weeks ago when we talked to Jan, mm-hmm. she said it snowed last night. Remember that? Yeah. Two weeks ago. It was May, what, still May, or is that late April? Late, yeah. I mean, we have, we, here in Mississippi, we'll have hot weather, an ice storm, and a tornado in 72 hours. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes not in that order. Well, I, I just uh, bless her heart, Jan. She she 
she tries to hide it a little bit, <laughs> not but not much. Her her uh, weather depression. Yeah. When we talked, huh? And Fred, you have to bring it up. I, I bring it up sometimes, but but she's heading into some nice spring weather and yes, summertime in 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 many in Minnesota. And summertime in Minnesota can be very nice. Yes. That's the time. If yes. you want to go north, that's the time to go. Right. There used to be somebody that followed me on Twitter, uh, and the account was Minnesotans for Global Warming. And it was a picture of, <laughs> it was a picture of a flamingo like with its foot encased in ice. It, that's funny. Yeah. Minnesotans for what? For global warming. For global warming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bring it on. All right. You're, listen, right. you're listening to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. By the way, Jan's show airs uh, Saturday at noon, let's see, at 1 Central Time and Sundays at noon Central Time right here on American Family Radio. It's called Understanding the Times. All right, Chris, what do you got? Well, uh, a couple of things. I got a couple of sound bites that involve one story here. Uh, yesterday, Joe Biden. Uh, went to try to calm fears about gas and food prices. Did he now? Uh, he did. He went to the land of Lincoln uh-huh. uh, in Illinois to uh, speak with farmers about uh, the situation and what his administration is trying the, to do. The land of Lincoln for Illinois is south of Chicago. Yes. Otherwise known as the land of carjackings. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me write that down. So it's two different okay. mottos for the state of Illinois. All right. So Joe Biden goes to the Midwest yesterday uh, to try to – say, you know, he's he's aware of their problems, he's trying to help them, and it's all Vladimir Putin's fault. That's clip one here, and it is number six. Right now, America's fighting on two fronts. At home, it's inflation and rising prices. Abroad, it's helping Ukrainians defend their democracy. American farmers understand Putin's war has, has, has cut off critical sources of food. Now, it's one thing to, you know, tee up the soundbite and get our take on it, but I think it's also good from time to time to actually play somebody that's living through this situation. So that brings us to this next soundbite. This is former Brooks Barnes. Uh, He was on Fox and Friends today talking about the high price of diesel fuel and the lack of action by Biden. Clip seven. It's extremely Um, nerve-wracking. Two months ago, a tanker load of fuel on the farm would cost me seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars. I ordered a load this week; it was right at thirty thousand, mm-hmm. um, just for one tanker load of fuel. And I burn a tanker load of fuel every two to three weeks. And in in many cases, I'm hearing now you, some of the truck stops locally at home don't have diesel. They're out two and three days at the time. Um, my supplier that I buy my my diesel from in bulk is telling me that that. You know, if I call him next time, he don't know if he'll be able to get to me. And, you know, what am I to do if I have seven, eight, nine, ten tractors running and, you know, they're sitting still? And, you know, it was once said by Hoover that a, a, a nation that can't feed itself can't defend itself. And, you know, I, is that the direction we're heading? I have to ask myself. And, and you know, what is what is President Biden going to do to help us? And I don't see anything in the, in the near future that he's doing. I, I see fuel as the biggest issue right now. Yeah. Well, there, he's exactly right. You got. You just look at what Joe Biden has done since he came into office. He killed Keystone, put thousands of people out of work. He is now limiting even the land for lease, mm-hmm. so oil companies can go on and start digging for oil once again. His mm-hmm. goal, his goal, his war on fossil fuels. He is so beholding to the green agenda, the far left green agenda. That he is willing, uh, he is willing, for Americans to suffer. 
He wants America. He wants high gas prices. He thinks that'll drive people to electric cars. But here's the other problem. It's the food prices. What's he going to do about that? He's not going to do anything about it. You heard in the first clip, he blames Vladimir Putin for this. Well, listen, he can try that if he wants to, but people aren't going to buy it because nope. all this trend started trending in his first year in office. Yes. Uh, talking about Biden and you, you, you can't have it both ways. With, with respect to energy and the cost of gasoline, you just can't have it both ways. Uh, Biden and the Democrats, as you say, Fred, are at war with the oil and gas industry, the fossil fuel industry, fracking, e anything. They, they're at war. Mm-hmm. You cannot be at war with an industry that provides energy and gasoline and then say, uh, we don't know why the prices are going up. Huh? That, that's what he's trying to, you know, see, he's, we are, or it's not my fault. Yeah. That's what he's trying to say. It's not my fault. It's Vladimir Putin's fault. Vladimir, <laughs> people aren't going to buy that. I'm no. just telling you they're not. No. Uh, they, and here's why, Tim. They know what it was like under Donald Trump when Trump made this country energy independent. Say what you want to about President Trump. You may not have liked his tweets or whatever, but the economy was was roaring. Yes. Oh, yeah. And everybody knows that. Yes. We were selling oil and gas to other countries. Yes, and we had the lowest unemployment rate in history for minorities yes. in our country. So Hispanics, African Americans, everybody... Mm -hmm. as a whole, was doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hit, thanks to China. Mm -hmm. And um, even with that, even with that, uh, you know, the, the president, President Trump at the time, you know, had to shut the whole country down. Mm -hmm. uh, now, you could criticize President Trump for that. He didn't shut the whole country down, but we know what happened there. He accepted the device. Uh, yes, the advice. yes. But but uh, I got to sympathize with President Trump right there in that situation. I don't want to revisit the whole beginning of the pandemic. But if if you're the president of the United States and and your world is business, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and 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 then in comes uh you know everything's going fine and then walks a bunch of people with white coats on telling you if you don't shut down the country you're going to cause millions of people to die. And you and you got twenty four hours to decide. Yes. <laughs> that's ba that's basically what the position that President Trump was put in. Here's here. By the way, here's Dr. Fauci. He's going to take over mm -hmm. uh, the messaging here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was put in a very. But even so, I, what I'm getting at, even so, President Trump did try everything he could to try to keep the economy going, mm -hmm. keep as much open as possible, and then Biden comes in and whatever you think about the election, even with the, uh, trying not to get us banned by YouTube and Facebook. So I'm trying to pause between our, you know what I'm saying? So they don't algorithm me. Yes. Have you ever been algorithmed? <laughs> it's painless, but it's, yes. but it's painful at the same time. Anyway, um, I believe there was, can I pause it? 
There was uh, shenanigans, let me say, that went on in about four or five cities mm-hmm. across our country, which uh, messed up the election process. How about that? Yes. That's what, if you don't believe that, that's fine. I do believe that. Mm-hmm. Now, even with all that being said, Trump almost beat him. Yep. Uh, almost beat him, even with those things that happened that I just mentioned a moment ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was doing everything he could, President Trump was. Biden comes in. As you said, first thing he does, he goes to war with the gas and oil industry. Mm-hmm. And now he's going, I don't know what's causing these prices to go up except for what we got, Putin. Mm-hmm. Yes. And here's the thing, and everybody understands this, I think, so, but I'll repeat it at the, uh, at the risk of being obvious here, Captain Obvious. When we all pay more at the gas tank, you heard that gentleman there. We were The farmer, playing. yeah. The farmer. Okay, when the farmer is having to almost double up his cost for gasoline oh my goodness. to put in his tractors or trucks or whatever he uses on his farm, then then the uh, company that takes that product from him, they're having to almost double up on their cost mm-hmm. of fuel to take it wherever they take it, to process it or distribute it or package it or whatever. All that is going to be passed on to us when we go to the grocery store yep, or we go to the restaurant, mm-hmm. which is going to be, and that's in addition to we, just your average people out here who aren't necessarily producers of, of uh, food. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving you one industry's example here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to, we're going to pay, that doesn't include our cost or, our own lives, you know, and our own travel. So, uh, the Democrats are, if they won't, they're going to pay the price severely in November on this energy cost. And that, that what they need to do, if they want to be honest, and I know Democrats and honesty is a oxymoron. You said it, Fred. So maybe <laughs> we won't get, huh? Oxy. You're not calling them oxymorons. No. You're saying it's an oxymoron. We're mm. not getting personal. That's right. Um, what the Democrats need to do is come out and say, listen, folks, who are we fooling here? Mm-hmm. We want high gas prices. We want it to be painful to you so that you will convert to electric cars and mopeds and bicycles and mass transit because... If we don't all convert to that in the next five years, the planet's going to burn up. Yep. And we're all going to die. So we're not going to, there's no more kidding around about this. This is what we stand on. This is what we believe. So you need to deal with it. So vote for us and let's all suffer this together so that we can save the planet from, from burning. That's what, if they, that, that's what, they should do mm-hmm. if they want to be honest with their uh, beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of Biden trying to say, I don't know why gas prices are going up. And then and then he's on the phone trying to talk to the Saudis mm-hmm. about sending us more Petro and the Venezuelans so that he, 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 he doesn't want our own oil and gas companies to burn up the planet, but he doesn't mind buying oil from the Middle East or Venezuela so that 
they can be blamed for burning up the planet. I have always wondered what that conversation was like between themselves after that phone conversation or meeting ended. Like Wh- Who? Like like the Saudis or the Venezuelans. Like after Biden hangs up or leaves the room or whatever, are they like trying to compose themselves like, oh, with la- from, from dying of laughter yeah, that we came to them to ask for help? Listen, all right, I'm going to speak as a non-scientist here about science, so I want everybody to know if they don't know already. Uh, I'm just going to tell you what I believe after having studied and read on this. I don't believe in man-made global warming. That's right. There may be global warming, and I'm sure there is, but it's natural. Yes. And it's been around since the beginning of God created the earth, ebbs and flows of temperatures, of climate, and there's nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, if you don't believe that, that's fine. There's nothing we can do about it. And and furthermore, if you can see what's going on here in the backdrop is, how come this is all just targeted at America <laughs> or the West? How mm-hmm. come how come we're the only ones responsible for quote global warming, which has changed to climate change now because they don't want because the global warming thing wasn't working out for right. them in the winter. Right. So um, how come it's just Americans that are being uh, called on to change everything we do in our way of life when it's China and India that pollute the planet more than anybody and, and nobody's screen Greta, whatever her name is. Oh, yeah. How not, dare you? They're not going over there, you know, trying to shut down China or in- India's uh, industry. Now, they are they're mass polluters if you just go over to their countries. They and, are. Uh, th- those countries, I wouldn't want to have to breathe that air every day in those big Chinese cities or India, for example. But what they're wanting to do, again, you can read books on this. Uh, this is a drive to push America to a Marxist uh, way of life, so to speak, or philosophy. So Marxism is at war with the free enterprise system, mm-hmm. which is evil. And uh, so how do you shut down the free enterprise system and gain control over it? Well, you scare people to death and say, if we don't quit using gas and oil, we don't, we don't, we're going to have to regulate these people to death, talking about these people being American companies in the name of saving the planet. Yeah. You see, mm-hmm. did I synopsize that? That's it. Okay. Pretty well. Well, we're out of time. So whether you got that synopsis, synop- yeah, there you go. <laughs> The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.